when I first moved to BC, I think it was, yeah, my dad got me a cake that said the journey continues. So I got it tattooed on my wrist and that's what I was thinking about on that, uh, that first night that I was there. And so I absolutely have thought about it. And when I was touring the rink, Kevin Lancer made sure to let me know that the speakers and the sound is state of the art. So that really got my, got my engine running. So it's going to be electric. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. I'm very excited to be joined on the line now with the new head coach and GM of the newly minted Niverville franchise, Calvin Check. Calvin, thanks for doing this today. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right. So uh, just take us through what the process was like to uh, you know eventually be named head coach and GM. What was it like meeting with the board and kind of uh, pitching your vision for what you think Niverville can be? It was a thorough process. That's for sure. I mean, it started uh, it started simply, and p- people submitted their information and resumes and whatnot back in the summer. And um, the the board and the steering committee really took their time. You know, from from what I understand behind the scenes, you know, during that process, you don't know everything, obviously, but they took their time and they they were very thorough with everything. And then we started to get into more serious conversations around the end of November, I think, and then. A couple interviews where I was grilled pretty hard, um, which is which is par for the course, and then finished it off with, a, like you said, a presentation on my vision for the program, and including, you know, things I had learned from uh, from my former general manager in, in Winkler, uh, Jeff Jeanson, and you know how I believed that the Niverville franchise should really get off the ground in uh, in their first season, and uh, and that's what did it, and, and that's what landed me the job. All right, man. Put us in your shoes. What's it like to go through that whole process? You pitch your, you know, what your vision is, and then you have to wait. What's the waiting like between when you're done, uh, all the interviews, answered all the questions, and then you're just kind of waiting to hear? What's that period like for you? Well, actually, once it's all done, once I did my final presentation, um, you know, this is kind of a cop out because I got a call from Kevin Lancer a couple hours after that presentation. So it went quick, but that was really, that was easy. And I felt like I could have waited, you know, a few more days. Like, obviously this is a dream job and it's something that I've, you know, really aspired to. And I, you know, I wanted to earn it the right way. And so I would have been fine because then everything's out there. Then you've done everything. What I can tell you, which is, which is really tough, was everything before that was waiting to hear, you know, am I even going to get a call back? Um, Am I even going to get an interview? And, you know, I was I was confident, and I I believed in myself that I was right for the job. But you don't know what they're thinking on the other side because these are new people, and it's a brand new relationship. So I made it I made a conscious decision to go for it as hard as I possibly could, knowing that that would mean that if I didn't get it, the disappointment would be greater. But go big or go home, right? And uh, and it worked. That that's true, and that's awesome. So when you get told that. Uh... You know, you're the head coach and GM. Just uh, what was that excitement level like for you and your family? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I haven't. That I've, I've been asked that question a couple times, and I'm speechless. Kind of each time, it was it was emotional. You know, it was. It's been six months since I since I left the MJHL the last time around, and you know, I, I've got an awesome position here in Vancouver with the West Van Warriors U18 uh, hockey team, and. I'm sitting in my office right now and looking at our jerseys, and it's just it's super cool, and it's a great uh, – the, the guys here run a fantastic program. Um, you know, but to get that opportunity to 
I mean, it's not just, I'm not, not saying just being a head coach is, you know, that's like I'm underselling or whatever, but the opportunity to go in and start a franchise from scratch is, I guess I can't really describe it because I've never done it before and not very many people have. So it's, uh, it was emotional and just exciting. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts of how you're going to start building this team. Uh, you just talked about it, how you know very few people have ever built a franchise from the ground up, and that's going to be your next uh, task is you know building this team. Just as a hockey guy, Kelvin, does it excite you that you can really mold this team right from the beginning as to the kind of franchise you want it to be? It gives me chills every single time I think about it. Um, you know, I we've we've talked a little bit in the past and. You know, the, the most important thing is to build culture. And people will say, well, yeah, build a culture of winning. It's like, yeah, that would be awesome, but you have to build the culture in order to win. So, you know, to be able to first just surround ourselves with good people, and we're going to have more announcements rolling out in the next couple weeks of, of new people that are going to be joining us. And, you know, I've got a couple people behind the scenes that are, are helping guide the vision. And then even, I mean, so Clarence Braun started these conversations with the former MJHL commissioner, Kim Davis in 2007, I believe, and I uh, I spent some time in Niverville over the holidays, and I stayed in his basement, and we we got to chat, we got to visit a lot, and he's funny. He says, you know, Calvin, I've only been talking about bringing uh, junior hockey to Niverville for my entire adult life, so no pressure. So, but those are the kind of those are the kinds of people that we're surrounded with, and uh, you know, they're they're all awesome people there. But it's so we have to keep that going forward, and those are the kind of players that we have to bring in too. That players that have character and that are, are going to compete, you know, day in and day out in practice, and then the results will take care of themselves at some point. Yeah, it's it's got to be really exciting that, uh, that that you get to do all of this. And, and like you mentioned, the team behind you is oh so important. The facility is very nice. And what's your what's your sense of the buzz around Niverville and area for this team, you know, coming to, uh, to, to the city and to, and to uh, the MJHL? What's the buzz like, at least from your point of view? Well, I, I think it's just a perfect junior hockey town because it's small and it's it's far enough away from a major city um, that it's kind of the only game in town. But my feel for the buzz is that it's a lot larger in proportion to the amount of people. Like there's, there's 6,000 people who live in Niverville and there's a couple surrounding uh, towns and whatnot. But, you know, we, we expect to, we, we can fit 1,200 or whatever it is people in our building. And if that happens, that's, I'm not good at numbers. I'm going to hire people that that can count and do math for me. But whatever a thousand out of six thousand is, like that's what fifteen percent of the of the town. So, um, you know, we've we've had lots of you know lots of people reach out in the community and uh, and beyond the community. And um, I just think that they're they're hungry for it. And and really, people are hungry to have an experience at the rink and have a have a fun night watching hockey and. You know, I've I, we're really well supported with uh, with our shareholders and our board. You know, like I said, with Clarence and with Kevin Lancer, and and there's uh, you know there's a whole crew behind the scenes, and you know we we just want people to have a good night at the rink, and it's going to be an event, and it's going to be fun, and the music's going to be bumping, and you know I think that's what the people are looking forward to, and, and we're going to give them a show. Awesome, man. Back to the hockey side of things. Um, to, to build a team, I'm sure you've already thought about scouting and recruiting and drafting. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that going to look like over the next couple of weeks and months for you as you get ready to, you know, start putting bodies in jerseys? Yeah. So, I mean, specific to the draft, it's we've got uh, I've got a couple people working for me behind the scenes already, and uh, some announcements will come out about that shortly. But 
we're putting together our lists and our, our scenarios. Um, you know, fortunately, we've uh, I have experience doing that. Uh, I've, I've been through two drafts in the MJ, so that's nice, and it's it's very st- strategic. Um, you know, with the with the Western League drafts, you know, happening right in our backyard. And then, as far as recruiting goes, I mean, like I, I said a couple minutes ago, it starts with us with character and compete um, with, with our free agents. So I've got uh, I've got Zoom calls starting tonight, actually, and I've got two more tomorrow. So that process has begun, and now that it's public, we can we can start having conversations with people. And you know, we want to find again, we want to find kids with character who want to come live in Niverville and and live the junior hockey experience. So um, you know, that's that's the fun part, and it's really going to be real when I start having these conversations and we get on the video and we can I can introduce myself and and what we're all about and you know kids and their advisors and their parents have have lots of questions and and we've got the answers I believe so it's uh it's begun and it's it's real now it's exciting I just got a few few more for you here before we let you go uh you mentioned how you know you you've got some uh MJHL experience were there any past uh you know guys that you crossed paths with from the MJHL that reached out after hearing the announcement that you would be uh, head coaching in Niverville Yeah you know what um it was almost overwhelming the the uh the not not just the i mean just the the guys who reached out and, and former guys i've coached um that are a couple of, you know in the league and have moved on from the league and you know a couple of people i haven't coached in in years one kid i haven't coached like he's a 97 and i coached in vancouver 7 years ago stuff like that so um lots of guys from from all over the hockey world and that's the that's the coolest thing for me, and that that's what you know that gives me confidence. Not com- I don't know if confidence is the right word, but it's just it's nice to know that these guys know they can still reach out, and I still got their back, and you know get into some conversations with a few guys that are that are struggling with their college teams and whatnot, and then I put my coach hat back on and say, hey, go talk to the coach and and listen and do what he's telling you to do, and that's how you're going to get more ice time. Like it was the same with me; it's the same with everybody. So um, yeah, lots of awesome messages and. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was it was really cool. It was uh, it was humbling. I'll, I'll say. Is it almost like reassurance that what you you were teaching and what you believe in when it comes to both hockey on and off the ice, you know, it really resonates with guys and resonates with people when you know that you have that kind of outpouring of support. Well, it's nice because a lot of these. I mean, every single player that comes through the door and that you coach, you know, it's you're always pushing them to get better. So every. All of these kids who I I've talked to, and maybe more so in the, you know, the last couple of years, you know, the the that that sort of thing. But I was always honest, and I was always telling guys, this is what you need to do. And you know, if they're a second line player, well, here's what you can do to get more ice time here. Here's what you can do to get more penalty kill time. Or if they're you know in and out of the lineup, that's fine. Like they they all, everyone's treated equally as human beings, and you know, so a lot of these guys, there were some tough tough uh, conversations. I had a kid. I had a kid text me who I traded. Well, Jeff and I traded out of Winkler, and he was, you know, super nice. You know, really nice message. Um, I had a kid who had to who had to leave because he he was a 19 year old and he was getting squeezed out of the lineup, and and his grandmother was sick, and he sent me an incredible message. So it was a lot of kids who, you know, at the end of the day, they they I guess that's what the uh, that's what the validation is for me is that even though you've gone through some tough situations with some of these players. You know, at the end of the day, they appreciated that you treated them with respect and that you were honest with them. So, uh, it's a nice, 
you know, it's a nice way to kick things off, I, I guess, because that's what's the most important to me is the relationships with the players. And Jeff Jeanson would always give me a bit of a hard time because players are always walking into the office because we had an open-door policy. And I said, hey, what gets you hired might get you fired in the end. But uh, this is what I believe. They always need to be able to come and talk to you. And it's not always going to be uh, a comfortable situation or a comfortable conversation, but, uh, but that's okay. Yep, that's really, really well put. Uh, let's go back to the board for just a minute. Um, so now that you've been named head coach and GM, what was the message from the board like? Is are they uh, really just giving you the reins and saying, "Okay, you know that you know hockey, you go do your thing"? Yeah, I mean, basically, I've got you know, yeah, I've got I've got full autonomy to you know to hire my staff and to you know and to to run things you know the way I see fit. But that kind of sounds like a bit tyrannical. I mean, I believe in collaboration, and these people have been working to bring hockey to Niverville. You know, like I said, Clarence, <laughs> Clarence has been working to bring hockey to Niverville for his whole life. He used to play, he used to play for the Clippers back in the day. I, I got to see some uh, a photo album of him, so I'd be foolish not to, you know, use the insight that these people have, you know, for the community and for what they've what they've been trying to do. I mean, they they all have full time jobs, so. It's not like we, they can sit down and, you know, I'm the only guy who currently works here. But, again, I, I need to surround myself with, with good people that are smarter than I am in certain areas. So, um, you know, I'm the general manager now, so I need to manage people and manage relationships and personalities. And, you know, the more I do that, then the more it becomes, you know, about us. It's not, uh, it's not about me. It's not about any one person or any one player. You know, it's about the, the team and the community. So, um you know, very, very supportive, and they might start getting annoyed with how much I'm going to call them because I like to spend a lot of time on the phone. But uh, more communication is better than uh, not enough communication. Absolutely. Uh, last two before we get you out here. Uh, so now that you are the head coach and GM, I'm sure you won't really tip your hand as uh, to the next big announcement that many people are expecting, the name of the team. Do you have a preferred name that you hope ends up getting picked? Did you have a say in the name and, and maybe you'll have a say in the colors or, or where's your, where, where are you at with that? Yeah, we, uh, I think, I think we're close on a name. There was a, there was a poll of 12 names that the community put forth and forward and voted on. Um, and there's some pretty cool options in there. So I, uh, I don't feel super strong about the name. I think, and you know, I think whatever the name ends up being, I, th- I think it just needs to be, unique to you know unique to our team and you know something that is powerful that we can rally around so um i think the name is more important for the so yes i have a little bit of a say but i think it's more important for the board and for the the people who brought this together to to really decide on that i i don't think i deserve to have a a bigger say than you know than i I went online and i voted for a name so I, i think that was kind of that was kind of enough um where I think I probably have a little bit more influences, yeah, on on the color scheme, and I'm a bit I'm a big time jersey nerd, and you know we need to be we need to be unique not only in our league but uh, you know in our province but uh, but countrywide. So those are things we're working on now, and uh, I think it's going to get uh, it'll be announced sooner rather than later on both fronts. 
That is awesome. Uh, we'll wrap up on this. It seems like forever ago since the last time we actually spoke on the phone, but uh, I actually asked you to take me back to what it was like standing on the bench for Winkler in your very first MJHL game, and you told the great story about how your parents were in attendance. They saw you after the game, even though it was a bit of a, a bit of a tough loss, but uh, you know you still remember that so fondly. I think there was a cake involved as well. Uh, have you thought about what it's going to be like to be back as a head coach? You know, for this new Niverville franchise, that home opener with everybody so excited from Claire to the city to the league to the province. Have you thought about that moment? What it's going to be like standing on that bench? Well, I mean, you nailed it. Just that's. I mean, it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job of imagining it for the both of us, Dave. So. Um, yeah, I remember that well. And there was a, when I first moved to BC, I think it was, yeah, my dad got me a cake that said the journey continues. So I got it tattooed on my wrist and that's what I was thinking about on that, uh, that first night that I was there. And so I absolutely have thought about it. And when I was touring the rink, Kevin Lancer made sure to let me know that the speakers and the sound is state of the art. So that really got my, got my engine running. So it's going to be electric and yeah, standing there is going to be just, you know, it'll be phenomenal and it'll be the, that's the payoff or that's the result for the next whatever six months of, uh, of grinding that we need to do. And Paul uh, and the Pistons ended up beating you that night in Winkler, so you kind of owe him one if you end up taking him on in that first game in Niverville, eh? Kelvin never forgets, so uh, <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Calvin, thank you so much for doing this today. Thanks for the time. Congratulations on this uh, this incredible venture that you are going to be going out on. And I cannot wait to talk more with you as more announcements come out from Niverville in the next coming weeks and months. Thanks, Dave. I've been following your stuff for the last, uh, the last year or so, and uh, you're doing a great job over there. So thanks for having me. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.